Okay. What is this? Okay. You are Emily Maggio. That's correct. <laughs> and you are Stevie Bonifacio. Welcome to the Sex Files. Welcome. Welcome. Um, so should we, should we tell them a little bit about ourselves? Stevie and I met on Twitter because Stevie wrote her thesis on how misogynistic the X-Files is. I did. I said, wow, that's amazing. Most of the time when I talk about that stuff, I felt like I was screaming into the void. <laughs> um, and maybe two or three people would agree with me, but mostly I was just alone. No, and I, I, joined, I joined the Jillian fandom because I just graduated college and um, we're in quarantine. And so I had nothing else to do. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to be a part of all these cool women who are on Twitter talking about Jillian Anderson because that's all I want to do. And so I joined yeah. and Emily was the first person to ask to read <laughs> my paper. And I couldn't believe that anybody actually wanted to read it. And then we just kind of started messaging back and forth and just like screaming at each other, like in a really overwhelming way. And I remember in the beginning of talking, you said, oh, like, I'm sure we'll calm down eventually. And we never did. <laughs> Because we were having, like, very early on, we were having one conversation about 50 different things. Yeah. And somehow, somehow it was very coherent, but felt very overwhelming. And I was like, how, how? Because we had, to, we were just messaging. So it's very difficult to respond to something that we might have been talking about three minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. But we, we do it pretty effectively and we still do it. And this is and nothing why we changed. end up, so we end up on FaceTime often for like eight to 12 hours at a time. And I'm not exaggerating. We just kind of exist online together. The journeys, the journeys we go, <laughs> get ready for bed. <laughs> um, and so my thesis was called, oh my God, what was my thesis? <laughs> it was, it was, um, oh, I got it. It was Scully's monstrous motherhood feminism and the x-files and so if you love alien conspiracy and government stuff this probably isn't the podcast for you because we're mostly just gonna kind of roast them for not being feminist as well as freaking out about david company's neck and jillian anderson's Mm -hmm. oversized clothes and that's that's what this is gonna be so our format is essentially that we're gonna re-watch the series we've both seen it quite a few times quite a few we're going to rewatch from the beginning and we're going to talk about it, but make it sexy. Yep. <laughs> the sex files. That's how it's going to go. You're so much better at this than That's me. That's not true. You know, yes, it is. It is not. I just keep it giggling. Is. No, it's true because like, that's the perfect little, little, what's it called? Synopsis. Synopsis. Synopsis? Is that what yeah. this is called? What Stevie and I have found out about ourselves and this friendship is that oftentimes we'll start talking about Jillian Anderson, certain aspect of her life. It could be anything. It could be how often she shaves her legs. Truly, that obscure. <laughs> we'll leave it at and that. And somehow that just devolves into the most like enriching, empowering conversations about what it means to be a woman. And then I end up crying at 3 a.m. and like we track it back and it started with truly how many times she shaves her leg. It's, it, it, it 
shocks me every, every time. time. And so sometime early on in the friendship, we realized we should start a podcast because everyone's starting podcasts right now. And why the fuck not? And we want to talk mm-hmm. about it with fancy mics because, and if yep. anybody listens, that's just a pro. True. So if you're listening right now, I don't believe it at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Your ears are turned off. I don't believe oh, it. Oh shit! I meant to. T- I, shoot! I meant to do this in the beginning. Okay, so I want to shout Wait. out. Um, this podcast is explicit. Oh, That's just warning right really now. Explicit. I apologize. <laughs> I have no filter at all. Um, I forgot. So in the beginning, so I wanted to say a huge thank you to my really good friend Chloe Wood, who actually showed me the X Files in well she really tried to get me we love chloe we tried she tried to get me to watch the x-files in high school and i just did not want to i was like i don't like aliens i don't like sci-fi things i'm not into that she's like no you'd really love it and it wasn't until like two years into college that i finally took her advice and watched it and thus went my obsession but i want to say thank you to her for designing our beautiful logo which at this point isn't done yet but i know it's going to be so that's weird and it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be beautiful yeah so whatever you're looking at we haven't seen it yet here us mm-hmm. emily and stevie right now. right now yes but i know it's gonna be beautiful because she's beautiful and talented and thank you and thank you to the thank you chloe, thank you, chloe. we love you mm-hmm. um <laughs> And then also thank you to Daniel Meneghez, her talented friend who I met through Chloe, who is um, composing our theme song, which again, at this point, we haven't heard it yet, but <laughs> yay. I, but yay, but yay, Daniel. Also, he's in a really incredible band called um, Butter Mother and check them out on Spotify because holy shit, they're incredible. Sweet. And yeah. Sweet. That's amazing. That's a- I was going to go off on a tangent. Um mid you thanking chloe do it go for it what were you gonna say um i was just gonna say also you said that you came to the x-files like two years into college even though she told you to watch in high school but the reality of it is is that you were meant to watch it at that point like for some reason (laughs) at that moment in your life you were like let's sit down and let's watch the x-files truly and if you didn't do that who knows this might not be happening no exactly right we've talked about that a lot because in our friendship i've been like god i fucking wish i knew you in high school so we we could because we just like soul friends that kind of soul connection and yeah actually that we met each other in the perfect time because who knows if we would have even hit it off in high school yeah exactly so truly everything happens for a reason that's your lesson listener so you explain the, the format so we watched the pilot would you believe it a day before the X-Files came out. I know. I can't even believe that. So today, <laughs> when we're recording, is September 9th right now, right? That's the date? Um, yes. And then mm-hmm. tomorrow is the anniversary of when it premiered, right? What, in 1993? Yeah. That's what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. That's what That's people true. seem to say. <laughs> How many years ago is that? That's almost 30 years ago. 17 years ago, right? Wait. Did you just say almost 30 and then you backtracked to 17? Oh my God. (laughs) 27 years ago. I really was going to be impressed with myself that I did the math that fast and then. (laughs) I know you tried too hard. I know. I was really going for it. It's okay for some dead space. I'm not a math major, so that's okay. This isn't a math podcast. We aren't medical doctors. And that's that's beautiful. Um, So yeah, we're doing this serendipitously. (laughs) 
How do you say that word? Serendipitously. Yeah, it sounds prettier when you say it. The day before the X-Files came out, which is pretty wild. So basically, we're just going to go through the whole show. And, um, but we reserve the right to change that format. Because what if we just want an episode oh, totally. to just talk about Jillian? Or we might want to combine episodes that we don't like very much. Musings mm-hmm. of Cigarette Smoking Man. I'm looking at you. Yeah. But we'll do the movies. We'll even, we'll even yep. muscle through the revival for you. When you say revival, season 11 doesn't even come into my mind. When you say revival, the only two things I think about are the f- very first time they speak to each other. And Scully's first line is, Uber? Oh, God. That's her first line, isn't it? That's her first line. Yep. And then the second thing that I think of when I hear... When I- <laughs> when I hear revival is that horrible, awful. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Burn at the stake worthy scene. <laughs> My phone isn't working right. <laughs> um, because <laughs> guys don't send me pictures of their junk on it. And I was thinking maybe I could take a picture of yours. Come on. I'm not going to act up. <laughs> <laughs> keep going keep going (laughs) i want to make you say cheese yeah there it is making a drink of water (laughs) i'm overheating i just dumped water down my (laughs) (laughs) i can't talk about that so we might skip that part clearly because i don't think we can handle it (laughs) we i mean me i dumped it on my computer no wonder it's fucking broken Say thank God everyone is used to Jillian's laugh because I feel like uh, our scream laughs. Our laughs are loud. Are loud. Yeah. So I don't think I'll ever listen to the, these back, like sans editing, because I can't handle the sound of my own voice. I can't do it. It's horrible. We are two gals making a podcast, even though we both can't stand the sounds of our voices. Hell yeah! <laughs> do you want to start? Should Let's we start? start? I'm so excited. Okay. I'm so excited. Okay, and also petition to from Emily to have this this first one be called Jillian Anderson So Small because that is the my first thought as soon as that she comes on the screen. That was my first note. Yeah, I mean it's not my first note, oh. my but first yeah, note. no, I oh I have some I have some thoughts on the opening. Oh. Um, yeah, but. Okay, so if this episode is called Jillian Anderson So Small, S-M-O-L. Mm-hmm. Small. Small. <laughs> like sounding like Jillian trying to be British. <laughs> so if this episode is called that, yeah. just know I got what I want. <laughs> and if it's not, <laughs> she didn't. And I didn't. I'm going to pout. <laughs> no, I love that. I think it should be called that. It could be called okay. the, the pilot colon Jillian Anderson So Small. That's exactly what I have in my oh notes. Oh my god. Okay, well that's going to be the title and if it's not then something happened. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. All right. Do you want me to go first since I have thoughts before? The you? only I I lied a little bit. I have a few thoughts before. Okay. But the first thing I wrote was Beep! I forgot about the ominous intro. <laughs> that's what I typed. Perfect. I was actually going to say that there is no opening credit. It's just like a little like yeah, like you said, ominous little X. Yeah, they like showed the logo graphic. and I was like, oh, I totally forgot that that was there. I haven't watched the pilot in so long. Me either. Um, 
I know. Yeah. The last time I watched the pilot was, I don't know. Was it the first? I mean, I think the first time I sat down to watch it um, was probably when I first watched the show, which was like a little over a year ago, I guess. Now. Oh, wow. Has it been a year for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I watched it. Yeah. When Sex Ed came out after oh. that, I was, yeah. <laughs> so this is kind of interesting because the opening scene is a woman mm-hmm. who I was so convinced was Teresa Nemes that I wrote that, I wrote that in my notes. notes. I was like, oh, there's Teresa and it's fucking not. <laughs> so I had to go back and uh, delete that <laughs> later. Um, and yeah, clearly she's running away mm-hmm. from something. And so when I first watched the show, when I would, this was the first episode I was watching, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this because as you know, also, Stevie had to sit through and watch The Fall with me because I'm a little baby and I didn't want to watch it alone. Had to sit through as if I don't love that show. No, no, no. I mean, had to hold my hand oh. because I was I was scared. I mean, fair. Um, which is fair, yeah. I mean, I don't really... My, my initial thought with this pilot was I kind of don't want to watch a show that focuses on and fictionalizes women's trauma. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, is that what this is going to yes, be? Yes, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, and then I was like, oh, okay. Like after she, you know, she like the bright light comes and all that shit. I was like, oh, okay. Like that's not going to be, this is so not yeah. what I thought it was going to Well, because be. the thing is, that's the opening scene. Like I thought that that was what the rest of the show was going to be like. Um, and I was wrong for a second, mm-hmm. and then I continued watching the show. And then it came and- back, but in much more subtle forms. But, like, I get you, because the thing is, is that when you live in a world where you're surrounded by, like, you have to experience trauma, like, trauma yeah. that stems from being female on a daily basis, and then you're surrounded by that shit in the news, it's just, like, too true to life that you don't necessarily want to be absorbing that in the media that you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Because why would you want to totally. put yourself through that? I say, as if this show doesn't infuriate me on so many levels. This show is such a weird dichotomy yeah. because, like, we get so angry about things that we rant about and, like, the disregarding of Scully's trauma that we'll definitely get into later. Um, but then also there's so many things that I love and find inspiring and, like, that have... It's the vibes. Yeah, it's, yeah, well, then also there's just, like, the way that it's brought it's brought together so many women and with this Scully effect and then their relationship is really cool and the way that fans have taken control and with fan fiction and stuff is like actually one of the coolest things that I've seen and I think too um I mean I am honestly just blown away by Jillian no matter how many times I watch it I know like truly that is why I think also why I love it so much because no matter how many times I see her do the same exact thing with her face it blows me away every single and she's time such a, and it's so captivating it is and she's such a baby in this ep- like and it's like watching her grow throughout the season that was one of the notes that i wrote later on i was just like her yeah. growth throughout the seasons is truly astronomical even going into the revival like just seeing her come back as this like amazing established actress after years of work mm. and improving her craft is so cool to watch and it's super inspiring mm-hmm. and we have not gotten past we haven't even gotten to the theme song <laughs> What else, what the one other thing I want to say about this point that we're talking about is I think to um not about Jillian but about the um fictionalized trauma and, and suffering that women go through. 
I think it's a difficult um, mix because for me, the topics are so bizarre Mm -hmm. that for the most part that you can um, have sort of a detachment from, from the plot. And when that plot includes female trauma or female suffering in some way, I think it's easy to, even with, you know, Donnie Faster in those episodes, even with that, you're able to have an element of detachment, I think. The traumas that they do, that women do go through, like, are very real Mm -hmm. on a foundational basis, no matter how bizarre or how out of the ordinary. I think that that's why I'm able to watch it, but why I also struggle with it. Yeah. You know? No, it's true. I feel like for me when I'm watching I'm not necessarily infuriated as I'm watching it's more as like when I'm sitting with it later and thinking about it and I'm like wait what the fuck why didn't they or like I just think about the things that they put I mean women in the show in general because women become a major plot point in how their bodies are manipulated for the sake of the mythology of the show but specifically Scully what they put her through without any attempt to reconcile how she deals with it or how that changes her. And I think that there's some attempts like from Jillian's part for sure. And there's definitely, there's Mm -hmm. some attempts, but they don't all, um, I don't think that they do her justice. I, every time I watch the pilot or even just the early episodes before her abduction, all I can think about is like this Scully could have had children and she had a whole lot, like nothing. I know that's really depressing, but I always think that like, true, especially, yeah, especially. I think I wrote that at one point where I was like, yeah, this is the dude you're going to throw your life away for. Not throw your like, cause not that she necessarily regrets it, but I mean, her life takes a fucking turn to say the least. Okay. So we should, to sum Um, up what's happened so far in the episode, um, there's been a woman running in the forest. (laughs) I, I wanted to say it, it. It's pretty telling. One of the first shots established, kind of sets the tone for the rest of the series in terms of gender roles, mm-hmm. because you have a woman who's dead and she's surrounded. Literally, every single person at the crime scene is a man. Every single person. Yeah. So it's like the show kind of sets that tone that it's like, okay, women are going to be the they're going to be the lab rats, but they're going to drive the plot. That's such a, wow, what a good observation. <laughs> I wrote, someone's running through the forest in a nice creepy old nightgown. Perfect. And, and then I put Billy Miles, uh, Billy Miles comes. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that shows up when, before she gets taken by the light, right? Uh, right. yeah. Yes. Well, we don't know that at that point. We don't know that. Right? Okay. It's okay. like the classic X Files format to where like they set up the case first and then they go to the theme song and then and then we're introduced to Dr. Dana Catherine Scully in her oversized gray plaid suit. What a look. I also made a note this is her natural yep. hair color, PSA. What a look. If anyone's wondering what her natural hair color is, it's this in the pilot. Yep. I thought that was important to note. Yep. I also wrote she's so yep. little in all caps. I agree. I the, uh, the only other point I had um, is there's a moment where I pause to make a note and it's the first time Jillian's on screen. She's walking, um, from like the steps mm-hmm. or whatever to the desk to tell the woman that she's there. And 
I don't know if it was pre-smile or if it was just but she has the slightest smirk on her face and you can just tell she's so fucking proud of herself like she's just like okay because like scully is so not jillian so not jillian at all but i think there's a cool parallel in the fact that scully is new in the fbi she's trying to establish herself she's trying to like make ground and ground herself in this new position and like make a difference and she wants to do well because she wants to make her parents proud because it was seen as like an act of rebellion for her and this is jillian's first big job and she wants to do a good job and wants to like establish herself and it's like a really cool parallel so i thought when she was like walking through the fbi office like looking all i didn't even make note of this this is just what i'm thinking about right now but like Oh my god, that's such a good point. It like just made me so happy. It made me like so proud of her. Oh my god. I think I that's like meant to be. Truly. Good for that's her. So cute. Oh my god. Um before I forget, when she's in when she's talking to the um head of the FBI or whoever that guy is <laughs> who doesn't like, come what back do you know about Mulder, that whole scene. Yeah, and like cigarette smoking man is right. just like sulking in the back <laughs> when the when the guy is like, um, why why did you choose the FBI or whatever he says? And Scully says, um, I saw it as a place where I could distinguish myself, whatever. I was thinking today about like that meme format where it's like what I say versus what I mean. And it's like what, what Scully says is she saw it as a place where she could distinguish herself. What she really means is I have major daddy issues and my dad wanted me to go to medical school and become a doctor so badly. But oopsies, I'm going to the FBI, so he'll give me attention that I desperately crave. <laughs> Isn't that always what we mean, though? Like every time I could say I want a cup of coffee, what I'm saying is I have daddy issues. True. But so what's happened is that she arrives at the FBI and she goes to a meeting and she, um, they have assigned her to basically go debunk Agent Mulder's work. And so they're briefing her on what she knows about him and they want her to scientifically disprove his investigative strategies and purposes because um, he's getting close to a truth that they don't want him to find. I an FBI, bitch. <laughs> um, another point you might find interesting, which isn't necessarily just the pilot. Why are they putting her in these like garbage bags? Oh, I could fucking tell you why. Okay, tell tell me why, because I think we might have the same point. Because God fucking forbid she looks the slightest bit sexy. Like Okay, we didn't have the same point, but I agree with you. No, because right, like Chris Carter set out right oh here we go. Chris yeah. Carter set out <laughs> Yeah, here we go. He let Chris let it Carter out. set out to write <laughs> the antithesis of the sexual female that had been on tv before this point so he was like i'm not gonna write did you see oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) stevie just put up her arm and she is looking working out and i got really excited (laughs) because i saw like a line in my arm I'm so sorry. Just shocked Anyways, um, Chris Carter essentially set out to write the opposite of the Pamela Anderson type, which was on TV because Baywatch was fucking on TV at that point. Um, This is like the biggest eureka I've had mm -hmm. since, I think, reading Stevie's thesis. Chris Carter did not seek out to create a feminist character. No, he did not. He um, said, I want to create a career-driven, intelligent woman 
that's it who is kind of like this mother mary um prototype well the thing is is that he didn't even it wasn't even necessarily i don't think that he wanted to create an intelligent career-driven woman i think he just wanted to make the opposite of what was on tv because because he knew on a subconscious or a conscious level that she wouldn't be taken like she could have been if he wrote it but in his world she wouldn't be taken seriously if she was attractive which she is but like conventionally like hot in the stereotypical sexy mm-hmm. way um or if she had any sort of control over her sexuality she wouldn't be taken seriously so they dress her in over baggy suits and have her walk in she can't have a personal life like i think it's interesting that in the in the pilot originally mm-hmm. scully had a boyfriend and they cut those scenes yes because i think they realized that if she had that kind of personal life how can she be as dedicated to the work mm-hmm. so that's that's the main point is like he did not create, I mean, even, yeah, you're right. Even <laughs> what I said is giving him too much credit, I think. Well, I mean, he might've been like, I, he might've been like, oh, it'll be good to, I don't know him. No, no, I agree. That's the point. Ultimately, this whole thing that we're talking about that somehow, I don't know how we got here. Oh, her clothes. Um, <laughs> um, the point being is that Chris Carter did not seek out to create a feminist character. He wanted to create the complete opposite the antithesis of of and then the accents begin of i should have given a warning and (laughs) one night emily and i i wasn't gonna bring this up but i am now (laughs) no do it do it do it (laughs) one night emily and i were reading fan fiction as you do especially when you watch a show like this when you have zero gratification Um, right it it was um is it normal to get this wet by sari fairy on tumblr in case you're interested Yep. Oh, good. Yeah, shout it out. I, we just started reading it back and forth to each other in different accents. Um, Emily's was Australian. Mine was Irish because we were watching the fall. And um, that was the best Irish accent I've ever done. I'm not going to attempt it right now because I think I need to be stoned. Yeah, you need to be. We, yeah, we were um, under some influence and it was about, I don't know, 5 a.m. for me. 2 a.m. for Stevie. So it just came out though. It was fantastic. I was so blown away. <laughs> it was wonderful. Anyway, yes, I, yeah, so I remember, remember my point. point. <laughs> the point is, okay, is that Chris Carter wanted to create the antithesis of the women who quote, direct quote from him in some form or another. Um who were just hopping into bed with every man that they pass on the street. Is that a quote from him? Yeah. He said something similar to that about never again and why he chose to cut the sex scene, which is a, well, yeah, when we get there, we'll get there when we get there. I think that's going to be a two part episode. I think so too. It, it has to be, but for many reasons, um, but that's the point. That's the point is he, it, it, people think that like he's some great feminist icon because he created Scully, but people don't realize that it's equally as anti-woman and as anti-feminist to create this dowdy. Yes. Well, it's, it's the, I'm not like other girls issue. It's, it's exactly that. It's, it's not. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We need to, Keep going on the Okay. Episode. Anyway. Um. <laughs> um, 
So basically, she's talking, right? So she's talking in the office. They brief her. She mm-hmm. goes to see Mulder. And then we have the first... Oh, 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 I had a point that I wanted to say. I'm sorry. I, um, I did also because I never finished my uh, clothing point. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> so no, let me just finish my clothing point and then we can... Because this is really relevant at any point. I agree. It was because they, didn't wa- they wanted her to look sexless 100%. Yes. I've often wondered if they put her in larger clothing to make her look smaller and look like she is like this embodiment of like a, um, like sheep kind of that like needs protection and needs to be guarded. That's actually such a good point because as the series goes on, her suits get tighter and more fitted Mm -hmm. and whether that's a combination of bigger budget and, um, but like we could look at it thematically because you know what, that's what art is. It's what you perceive it. And that's how things have meaning. So whether or not it was intended, this is how it comes off. And that makes it real. Yeah. The only other point I had was uh, when they ask her about Mulder, she like nearly faints. She's like, they're like, what do you know about Mulder? She's like, well, oh my God. Dick Mulder. He's in Oxford. (laughs) (laughs) I might cut that out too. No, you're you're keeping that in you're keeping that's a real line written by chris carter she says Mulder. oh yeah they call him big dick Mulder. it was they called him big dick Mulder, or we did i mean i didn't i i I didn't but like yeah some people did (laughs) um no but she's like she's like let's out a shaky exhale she's like Like she's a, he's an Oxford educated psychologist. She's like, oh my god. Well, actually, this was really funny. I thought that she, because she goes off about like how much, and she seems like she really admires him. Yeah. And then judging on the looks of them, she's like, oh, but like we call him Spooky Mulder. Like he's stupid. Yeah. Like I think she <laughs> admires his work a lot. This was something I was going to talk about later, but I can do it now. To where like she comes into this with such an open mind like for being the skeptic and the one that's supposed to be always questioning him she wants to she i have a quote i'll wait until we get there because i don't know where it is right now in my notes but you're right But but like she wants the truth just as much as he does like yep and she he like is she's written off a lot as being the one that's trying to hinder him and she's really not like she goes in very genuine like very oh fuck what's the word um just like determined to not be a part of any agenda like she wants to do her job well and Mm -hmm. I think you can tell that in that moment because she talks about him and all of his credentials before resulting back real like reading the room and realizing that like oh they don't because she says he's known as the best analyst in the violent crimes division um Mm -hmm. but then makes a joke about him being called spooky molder because of the judgment and then I was gonna say um that the cigarette smoking man who's lingering in the room at that point um you know like for what reason what reason reason? (laughs) but what's interesting is that he wasn't even originally cast to be the villain and he was just an extra in that room smoking in the background and then did you not know that no no he literally wasn't like we read into that now but the intention was they just stuck him in the room because they needed three powerful men who were like the ominous um like rulers of the government or the fbi or whatever the fuck um three but and then the three little the three little munchkins from the wizard of oz yes that's who they are the, yeah. you know the three little munchkins in the x-files yeah, yeah. Um, wait 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 till you see them now <laughs> do you feel old now do you feel old now <laughs> this is them now <laughs> this is this is them now look at that um did you know the munchkins smoke <laughs> we really got to 
let's continue. Okay. All right. The meeting. So then they meet and she walks mm-hmm. in and I wrote, like, he goes, um, oh, who is it? Or well, what is it? He says, whatever. I don't remember the question I was asked, but he's like, uh, sorry, nobody down here, but the FBI is most unwanted. And I was like, how long has he been sitting on that fucking joke, waiting for somebody to knock on the door? He's like, Ooh, this is a good one. Just wait. Just or, wait. Next time knocks on the door. Can't wait. Or he just says it every time someone knocks on the door and like half of the people just leave. They're just like, like, Fuck. <laughs> like dude we get it we get it you don't like being down in the basement okay like Ellie was just the they they sent 10 other people to go investigate him scully was just the first one who walked in after he pulled that line after he said that <laughs> that's so funny um i wrote that the sexual tension is immediately there oh 100 i'm like why do you guys look at each other like that that's not normal like no. nobody looks at each other with that much like i, yeah. I can't <laughs> I just like made my eyes really wide. I don't know how to verbalize what they're doing. No, I agree. It's like they are undressing each other with their eyes. Yeah, but while they're talking uh, about aliens, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, that's that's yeah. I oh, think but- also there's a lot of tension in just like the meeting. Right. The, no, there is. Like, because she's very smart. Mm-hmm. he's very smart he's very, She's smart. very smart he's very smart they're sussing each other out they're yep. like sizing each other up that is inherently sexual especially when you look like them when you look like them if you're sizing each other up it's gonna be sexual 100 um and then i wrote like when he says her thesis title she's turned on mm. that's oh 100 <laughs> she was like ooh. and and he said dr scully and i was like i don't think he ever says that again <laughs> Like, I don't know that he ever says Dr. Scully explicitly again. Well, not, not in the show, but <laughs> I'm sure somebody's written it. It's going to go off on a tangent. Do they call each other by their titles? In bed or just in general? Um, I was thinking through that. In, in bed, but also I feel like they would use it if like they were pissy with each other. Like he would use it if she was like mad to try to make her... Do you think he'd use doctor or special agent? Uh, depends. Depends hmm. on the uh, interesting situation. Listeners, someone write it. Come yeah, on. please, please. <laughs> you coward, write it. <laughs> Do it. You won't. You're listening. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> anyway. Oh, and then I made a note about him saying Oregon, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Oregon. It's what is it? Oregon. Oregon. How do you say it? Organ. Organ. Well, now it doesn't even sound like a word That's what anymore. it's exactly <laughs> inside of you. Organ. Okay, I don't think I have any notes. Oh, I have some. Okay. Um, I have when he Please says, continue. I just like highlighted when he says, do you believe in the existence of extraterrestrials? And he shakes his yeah. head back and forth. Yeah. Um, I tried to pinpoint Children. when they fell in love with each other because it happens in this episode. Children. Yeah. Um, Wait, do you actually think that? We can discuss. I think maybe not in love, but intrigued. Like oh, very intrigued. Like emotions start. Like when she turns in to hug him later at the end, his look on his face, he's like, oh. Fuck. I think, oh, I think he knew he was like, I, I think he knew he wanted to just spend the rest of his life with her pretty early on. In but the I pilot. feel like he was probably in denial about it a little bit because oh, he's like, totally. I can't be with the person. And she definitely is because she wants to be professional. <clears throat> but there's a lot happening there um i don't think i think he fell in love earlier than her though oh absolutely i agree yeah 
she but a moment for her is when um he makes fun of her talking about there being no answers beyond the realm of silence and then he like mimics silence oh jesus fucking christ science (laughs) um i think i wrote silence i'm just stupid (laughs) no you're not um uh you're right i'm not we don't talk bad about ourselves we're strong empowered women yep but he he mimics her and says plausible like because she said plausible like four times and she turns and smiles at him you know the one and like the look on her face is that when she's standing in front oh boy, of like yes. the in front of the projector. lights and she turns and she's like oh yeah she was like oh yeah that's spooky she's like that spooky dick is mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what actress Jillian Anderson was thinking in that scene yep that was the that's what she was thinking and that's the face she pulled. <laughs> you know it's true she was smitten no that that's a good that's a good word yeah like definitely like like butterflies cute totally crushy yeah imagine i mean how can you not look at him i know look at him i made a lot of notes about the hair that like falls in front of his forehead (gasps) that one (laughs) the not classic 90s fob why do i want to call it a fob i'm not gonna moan into the mic right now but <laughs> yeah. no let's let's try to prevent that at least for the first episode <laughs> yeah May, later on i can't promise anything mm-hmm. especially um, never again anyways so they meet they we haven't talked about what's actually happening in the episode um no, yes they, we have. okay yeah so they meet he outlines the case which is what that there's um people from the class of 89 that are disappearing in this town in oregon mm-hmm. um they all have those marks on them Possibly? Yeah, just, he talks about that in that scene, I think. Perhaps. Uh, yeah, and so she is like, I think it's ridiculous that you think that there would be any answers beyond the realm of science, and like, I'm going to find a real reason. And he's like, well, okay, I don't know. The answers are out there. You just have to you just know, have where, to know to where to look. look. <laughs> <laughs> Her like little like transatlantic accent. Oh, I know, she's baby. so cute. So then they go to Oregon and they're on a plane and that plane scene is erotic. It's so erotic. So I was watching with my mom when I watched the pilot like a few hours ago and she's like, look at him laying like that. What a fucking prince. I was like, yeah, she's right. She's all like nicely in her little seat and he's spread across like, what the fuck Mulder? They said, put on your seatbelt. And he's like, no, don't say spread across, please. It's kind of hot. It's so hot. She's like seeing him in that like horizontal position, and she's just well, like so him looking up at her like that from that angle mm. that early on. Mm. Oh, okay. So then they're so then they arrive after the erotic plane mishap like, in Bella Flor, Oregon. Is it sure? I didn't make note of where it was, so <clears throat> I, I just you. remember. I don't know why. And then I thought she was in a booster seat, and I realized that they already have him chewing sunflower seeds, which I didn't realize happened so early in the show. They have him chewing chewing air quotes sunflower seeds he like legit puts it in his mouth and then spits it back out <laughs> he hadn't like, really learned how to a use a millisecond it later mm-hmm. and then and later then on ta- he's just taking them out of his pocket and throwing them on the ground he's not even putting them in his mouth <laughs> david <laughs> i know like, fuck these sunflower seeds man guys M- molder uh litters so fuck molder so molder's canceled molder's canceled season one i mean we knew that <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> this early on him despite (laughs) okay sorry Um, i interrupted you no it's okay and tell me if i'm wrong i might have like misheard them but they're in the car and he's talking about needing to examine bodies and like exhume stuff Mm -hmm. and she says 
and she says, I've never had the honor or the privilege or whatever before. Has she not done an autopsy before this point? Or are they just no. talking about exhuming the bodies? I think she's, no, I think they're talking about exhuming the bodies because oh, I, I got excited that maybe saying, it was her first autopsy. But then when I saw it, she knew what she was doing. Yeah, so. I was thinking the same thing. And also there was a cut scene where she is teaching an autopsy class at some point. I don't know if it was. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, never um, mind then. That, and also that would make sense for later on when she's grossed out when the body when the, oh because she hasn't um, taken cop, she's, yeah and she well doesn't the body still body. smell bad when you're yeah but doing I, an autopsy i think it's um colder in an autopsy bay and, and i guess it's aired out a bit aired out and i think like there's the <laughs> medical detachment for her <laughs> <laughs> I have such a good point to make when they when she's doing the autopsy. So okay, let's continue. Um, so then they take out the body. It's not the body of um Ray Soames. That's mm-hmm. who it is. It's not the body of Ray Soames like they thought. It looks it looks alien. Scully thinks it's an orangutan. Orangutan. Yeah. Yeah. I um, know but that. It, it looks not real. Yeah. Um, and so Teresa Nemens, now she comes, mm. and her dad show up when they're exhuming the body, and they get mad that they're looking at it. Teresa um, Nemens is like, come on, dad, let's just go home. <laughs> no, dad, that's so embarrassing. Let's just go. Let's, let's go. go. <laughs> I'm sorry, Teresa Nemens. You're a great actress. I yeah. Lord. Um, yes. So, oh, they yeah. dropped the cop. Okay, did you notice that they really tried hard to make Mulder the funny guy? He's like dropping jokes left and oh right God. the no. whole time. Okay. This is because this man has not been around a woman in years. (gasps) Oh my god, you're right. He hasn't been exposed to a female in so long. So he's like, joke, 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 joke. He's like, bad joke, bad joke, bad joke. And does she ever laugh? I don't think she laughs at one of them. I think she smirks. Oh. Little bit. Little bit. Pity smirk. Yeah, pity smirk. But also, like, I mean, she has his children, so it had to be real at some point. Sigh. Unfortunately. And then when they got to the autopsy, I wrote, what a cute first date. Aw, that's and so the- funny because I wrote something really similar, but I was Did like, you? the way that he's like going around the, t- this is really funny, I think. The way that he's going around the table, like taking pictures and he's like so into it. It looks like he's just taking pictures of her and he's like really <laughs> excited and really proud of her. He's like, yeah, look at my wife. Snap, look at her do this autopsy. Yeah, Aww. like- and then I made a note of him saying, well, if it's not human, what is it? Like he said, <laughs> he like really went for it when she said that it wasn't human. He like was sure she was going to say alien. Then when she said orangutan, he's like, mm. <laughs> he's like, mm. I want mm. an alien girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then what happens? Tell me, tell me what happens next. I'm dying to know what happens next. I said this already earlier, but I wrote here that like, I love that she comes on the case with no judgment, like just mm. genuinely do a good job. And I don't think he'd be nearly as generous with her if the roles were switched. And I think it's interesting that like they put Scully on his case, like, oh yeah, she's really going to put a doctor on to like debunk his work or whatever. And like, cause Mulder would not have gotten as far in his journey to find the truth if it was not for Scully. No way. Like, they he probably would have like his ego would have just ate himself alive like he would have just he would have been his own downfall easily he had because no, he's so yeah he had no um no rock like he had no yeah base. exactly and so yeah. by putting her with him that's the reason he succeeds and they get as far as they do and they mm-hmm. stir the pot as much as they do and it's so funny that them doing that and attempt to stop him completely works against them yeah um, oh yeah 
Um, and then they go back to the motel. So after, so they do that and they go back to the motel. Um, and Mulder makes another joke because he's never seen a woman before. Um, uh, is that the... Um, when he comes to her door and he's like, want to go on a run? Yeah, what does he say though? It's a... Uh, oh, something about Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he's like, she's like, who is it? And he's like, Steven Spielberg. She's like, holy... F-. And then I want to know, imagine if they went on a run. Just hmm. like I, I want to know if, if there's a AU fic where they go on a there run is. together. Oh, not is not. Uh, yeah, someone. I'd someone like to wrote. Oh God, this is gonna be really bad because I don't remember who it was. But someone wrote a bunch of a story where basically, um, chaptered story where basically they go through every single episode and it's like, what if they fucked in every episode of the first season, something like that. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, I'm I'm gonna read those, and then in the next episode, we'll look up what that's called. We'll, yes. Yeah. I'm gonna make yes. a note to do that, or or we'll um, put it in the description in our, or whatever. Oh yeah, because we yeah. will have social media at this point. Just yes. like listeners know that this is the first major thing we're doing for this podcast is recording, yeah. so that we can record a few episodes and make a trailer. So at this point, we don't have any social media. We don't have a logo yet. We don't have a song. But here we are. Ta- we have mics. Yep. That's we it. Have mics. Mine already has duct tape on it, but we move. <laughs> such a fucking hassle trying to get all of our sound set up mm-hmm. anyways um so then they don't go on a run and he's like don't let that keep you don't let that keep you up and she's like i'm not and then it does, it does because yeah. she's not going to bed because she's a perfectionist yep. um we love her and then they talk to the doctor who's treating billy miles and peggy odell right um i want to take a moment here to talk about the floppy hair on Mulder's head please please do it's, Im- it's important i think yeah very mm-hmm. very fingerable mm-hmm. <laughs> i Sorry, want to to <laughs> <laughs> all right so um this is when scully sees the marks when um peggy odell freaks out yeah and um i have a question when she freaks yeah. out where does that blood come from <laughs> like does her nose just start bleeding is that part of it her pores then I- maybe I don't know. I think it's her nose. That was a joke. I think it's her nose. <laughs> because uh, it's just weird because she like they don't show it very well. Like she yeah. covers it and then you move it and there's just blood everywhere. And you're like, oh. Yeah, I think it comes from her nose, I'm assuming, because then what's her ass? Um, Teresa Nemen. Yeah, Nemens? her nose starts bleeding. Nemen. Uh starts bleeding when they're mm. in, the, okay. in the little diner. Yeah. I just put that together thinking about it now. But when I watched it earlier, I was like, where the fuck did that blood come from? But sure, that makes just, sense. No. Yeah. No. I was going to say bleeding from her eyes, but that's a different episode. Does that happen? I'm in Chinga when they all start oh, lying their oh, eyes out. Yeah. I forgot about that. Great um, Scully episode, though. Um, okay. So then she's shaken and then they're in the hallway and she's like, I'm here to solve this case, Mulder. I want the truth. And that's she- crazy. That's I love crazy. when she says that. <laughs> And I noted here that she's the first person to mention a quest for the truth. Yes, she is. She is the first person to do that here, that she wants to find the truth. And I'm like, ooh, Mulder, she's taking your brand. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, ooh. truly. Um, and then I found that, like, she's actually a lot more similar to Mulder. Like, they're supposed to be polar opposites of each other. But their goal is the same. Yes, their goal is the and same. And so, their and approaches it just seems are just like, different. Yeah, it seems like she's comforted by objectivity and fact and logic. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, I'm, I didn't make note of this, so I'm spitballing here off the, 
off the cuff. Um, but I wonder if she's comforted by that because as a woman, she's not taken seriously if she goes into the subjective and if she goes into the emotion. And so she is comforted by objectivity, in fact, because she's noticed that in her life, that's what makes her be taken seriously. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like if Scully was in Mulder's shoes and she was the one who believed in extraterrestrials and um she would be seen as like this like cat lady psychopath yeah exactly i mean i talked about that in my thesis presentation a lot about how like she is the embodiment of objectivity while he's the embodiment of subjectivity Mm -hmm. and how it's the reversal of emotions and yet and yet he is taken seriously. I mean, he's not like his, the people in his field make fun of him, mm-hmm. but he still has a career and he's considered the best crime analyst in the violent crimes, whatever. I was going like, to say, if it was It Scully, doesn't hinder his career as much as it would if it was a woman. 100%. Yeah, she would not have a job in the FBI. People, if, exactly. Yeah. People call him spooky, but he has a career. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and he still has the avenues to pursue these investigations. Yep. Yep. We love um, a double standard. Love it. So um, they're walking down the stairs. This is like when uh, Scully says, damn it, Mulder, cut the crap. And they're running down the stairs and he's just so smug because he's like, yeah, I was right. Yeah. And like in a, in a like, okay way. And right. she's just like, how did you know that? Like, I want to know. It's like kind of like, it's kind of like big brothery. Yeah. And. Um, oh, that's cute. Not that I think that they're siblings. No, I know what you but, mean, yeah. but it's cute. Um. It's like their camaraderie and their partnership forming. Yeah. And I just made a note that like Mulder's face is just like, yeah, I'm going to marry her. That's it. That's it. That's my only note. Because, right, like no one has ever said that to him. Everyone is just like, okay, okay, alien boy. (laughs) Exactly. Because even when he presents proof, people discredit it. And she's the person to where – she she's skeptical but like healthily skeptical yeah, like she he's wants, really she quick to, to understand yes yeah, like he's really yeah. quick to jump on a bandwagon while um did i say he or she he's he. really quick to jump on a bandwagon but um she needs more proof and evidence which i think she says at some point explicitly in the episode but yeah. um and so when he does prove a point she validates him and so he's totally. like <gasps> and he like isn't used to that mm-hmm. second date yeah um and so when i was watching this with my mom when they were in the forest um <laughs> my mom goes oh she took some dirt yeah that's mm. smart. <laughs> that <just made> me <laughs> yeah that's smart um but then their fucking separation this is molder running away without an explanation starts here mm. like then she doesn't know where he is and then they run into that um guy with the tractor or whatever they're doing some shit in the forest uh is that possibly billy Billy miles's dad yes Yes, they run into billy miles's dad um and i made note that like at this point uh david duchovny and jillian anderson don't know how to hold guns and flashlights at the same time yet yep they haven't gotten a hang of that so they're both like awkwardly Mm -hmm. like (laughs) yeah and they look so silly I would also say um, I made a note that Scully has her gun pulled on him mm-hmm. and Mulder shows up and immediately just pulls his gun on him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that level of trust is kind of cool. Yeah, and that's true. That's cool. a good level of trust. Uh, <laughs> um, and then you can tell it's really humid in the forest by her hair, which I love tracking mm-hmm. that. That's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... 
when, okay, so then they leave, right? And they took the dirt and she says it was all over everywhere. And he's like, well, was there a campfire? And she's like, no, it was all over the forest. And so they're going to do tests on it. Yeah, they're in the car. And then the light hits, like the radio starts being weird. And she's like, what's wrong? And then the light hits and like, whoo, we love the 90s effects. Mm-hmm. Like the slow frozen motion in it. Like, <laughs> so funny. Um, and then they lose nine minutes in Mulder. Mm-hmm. This is when I made the note of this is the man you're going to throw your life away when he's screaming in the yeah. rain about... Yeah. Nine minutes. And she's just like, oh my God. And she's so cold. They're so cold. Mm -hmm. So the uh, only note that I made for that was that I just want to point out that has absolutely no value and is completely unimportant. Hey. Hey. It's important. Okay. (laughs) Is that, um, I mean, come on. Really? Did she really need to strip down like, she really, truly could have just pulled up the back of her shirt and seen that there were marks on her back. But no, she had to be in her bra and her underwear for that to happen. Because men wrote this. And they were like, if this show, they were like, if this pilot is going to get picked up, we need to show some skin. We got to show some ass. <laughs> I mean, I will say the one point in the beginning, one of the first shots of a woman on screen is mm-hmm. her ass. Like, is the woman. Is it? Dead? Yeah. They like, Ugh. I have a note. My note was, love how the man just yeets her nightgown up and we get a full ass shot two minutes into the pilot. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, I didn't take note of that. So I shouldn't like, be surprised. Yeah, it's just like so just bizarre. Like, come on. Come yeah. On. Was that really necessary? But when she goes to his motel, ah. she's so scared when she's he opens terrified. the door. What does she say when he opens the door? I know you know. Oh, yeah. Can I show you something? He's like, yeah, yeah, come in. She goes in and then he like realizes he didn't shut the door because he's like flustered. And so he's, he like, oh my he, like, God, a woman in a robe. <laughs> he like tries to shut the door. And then he turns around and he sees her untying and his face is so funny. He's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. That's what's happening Holy in his head. Shit. Holy shit. <laughs> and then um, she takes it off and he like, look, he doesn't move at first and she looks back and he's like, He's like, oh, okay, okay. And he pulls his little candle and he he's looks like, at- what do you want me to do? He's like, what? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Um, so then he looks and it's not in like, when she hugs him, the look so on his sweet. face. So oh, sweet. To cry. I, uh, That's a moment where he's like, oh shit, about how he feels about yeah. her. Because he wants to not like her. Like he wants to, yeah. it'd be easier to not like the person who's sent to debunk your work. That makes mm-hmm. sense. And she hugs him. It's so sweet. It's, it's so sweet. And then, and then my, he, I think this is my favorite scene. I think in the entire series. Me too. And then he tucks yeah. her into bed, like he tucks her into his bed. I was gonna say, oh, as he felt a woman's embrace and just verbally orgasmed. Like that was his, <laughs> that was his response. Verbally orgasmed. Oh my god. No, you're right. He does. Like he like felt affection and he was like. Emotions. Yeah, because he trusts her. Because yeah, he tr- and so oh, he just like oh, he trusts her. Yeah. So we were gonna get to this point at the end, but like at the end of every episode, we're gonna ask, yeah. did they fuck in this episode? Mm. Because, because the only thing you can do in this show is you have to come up with it yourself because they give you nothing. So here we okay. are. Yeah. Emily will probably say yes every single time. <laughs> listen, listen. Not every time. I want that for Scully. Of course, but um, you know, I think Scully's pretty pretty good on her own too. I think she's got that. I think she enjoys that part of herself. 
You know what? You're fucking right. We're gonna get into that right now. No, we're not. No, no, we're gonna. We'll, we'll pin not. it. We can't. We'll pin it. <laughs> yep. We'll pin it. But so then he tells her about Samantha, and we learn that Mulder's sister went missing when he was a kid, and he thinks it was an abduction. He's done lots of regression hypnotherapy, and um, has remembered that like a bright light and all that, all that fun jazz. Right. Yeah. Tells her about it, and this is like a really important moment for their partnership going forward. And it's like this is his crusade essentially to like. Mm-hmm. this is why his why he's searching so hard for the truth and people have stopped him before and she's like oh this is really important to him and it's all very important whatever yeah okay and then peggy odell gets hit by a semi-truck right mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah no, sounds about right she ran in front she of she ran yeah. peggy odell who was in a wheelchair ran in front what? can i just say imagine peggy odell running in front of a semi-truck to that Nicki minaj song <laughs> <laughs> she just gets up out of her wheelchair and she's like <laughs> which is fitting because what happens they also lose nine minutes again or something yeah or she checks her watch and it's like stopped where at the same time that they lost yeah. time or whatever very smart scully very smart that's very smart and i was so proud of her for doing that i was um, so proud of her too and then they leave that scene because they hear that the body's been stolen right mm-hmm. and they go mm-hmm. and their motel is set on fire so they've lost Classic. everything. Classic. It was my computer. <laughs> they're well, there goes my computer. <laughs> so mad about it. Um, he's so mad. And then he's mad oh, about yeah. all their crime scene photos and or the po- photos of the body, like every evidence they've destroyed. Very angrily throws something on the ground. I, I have a question though. Who who burned it? Like, is it, was it Billy Miles' father and, like, those people, or was it higher ups mm. than that? Good question. Good question. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know that that's ever answered. Mm. I'm not surprised, it, but. Most things aren't. Uh. Well, right. So then, oh, and then when they're outside the motel, <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. Like, I have to act it out, so I don't do know how to describe it. it. Patrice and Evans walks up to them, and she says. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, um, she basically is just like, you have to protect me. Outstretches arms as if like, hold, like, hold me. She's very unsure. <laughs> That's so true. And then they go to a little diner and they're sitting and Scully looks Scully, the same age as her. So, yeah, she looks the same age as her and she looks so captivated. She is. She's like listening so, so intently. Like, we love women. We love, love women, women supporting women and listening to each yeah. other. And she's talking about how she's experiencing these things that her dad doesn't want her to share. And I'm like, ooh, ooh. Mm. Yeah, fuck him. Um, yeah. And then and then her dad does show up and her nose is bleeding. And he takes a na- he snatches the napkins out of Scully's hand that she grabbed for her. And then he, thro- like, and then he okay. throws them on the table. And then in the mm. next like cut scene that they cut to, he has them in his hands. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> gotcha 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 <laughs> <laughs> you've been got <laughs> um and so all the dads fucking suck in this episode is what i wrote oh my god and, they suck yeah yes and then and then we're here at we're here. the graveyard <gasps> scene graveyard this scene. scene was shot at 4 a.m freezing forced rain and if you haven't seen the bloopers do yourself a favor pause right now and go watch them like right now right this second just google it it'll come up quite frankly 
like the bloopers better than the actual scene. I like scene. the bloopers the better only, too. The only good thing about the actual scene is that it's in HD. Yeah. That's um, truly it. But like they cut out their howling and like I know. Why? Her laughing is so cute. She's like, what have I gotten myself into? Also, David is really cute in that scene. Oh, so cute. I know. I'm sorry. I hate it. No, but he, he is. He is. Yeah. We can admit it. We're allowed because Jillian thinks the same thing. And he's so cute. Yeah. And he's like leaning. He's like so encouraging her as she figures it out. And it's so cold and they're just oh. drenched. And ugh, I love it. And then they go back to the hospital and their hair is perfectly blow dried. And that'll never not bug me. I noticed that. Yeah. The one thing I will say though is like it's so funny to me because when I'm watching the bloopers with Jillian, I'm like, come on. Like, yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah. You're like nodding your head. It's even, it's that feeling is like uh, heightened tenfold when you can see it in HD because yeah. you can truly see, you know, like when you're cold, your lips like physically don't move. Yes. Talked about this, but like you can see how much she's struggling to just move her lips to make the noises come out. Oh, it's so cute. And so it's like, even in the real scene, you're like, you can do it. Come Come on, on. we believe in you. (laughs) Let's let's talk about how she calls him Agent Miles at first. (laughs) That's how you know it was the first episode they ever shot. She doesn't even know his name. Although, it's Jillian. That could have really happened in season eight. So essentially- they re- what do they realize that okay so the forest essentially summons the teenagers there yeah right? and they have they these- went they went to the forest to get the two other bodies to see i think they were just seeing if the bodies were taken and they were oh really yeah, i think i don't know i could be wrong there could have been more to that yeah i didn't think they were expecting them to be gone maybe they were i don't know i think they were going to shit. check that whatever so the bodies were gone Yes, but the then were gone. they put together that the the forest summons these teenagers from this one high school class to the forest they all have these marks which like are the result of tests and those tests could be the reason why post-mortem their bodies turn into something else like it could Mm -hmm. be some kind of genetic anomaly um and and i never really got that part before but Mulder like explains it in one line and i was like oh okay so that's what's happening this is all news to me yeah. So that's what I figured out. That was the new thing I got. Nice. We've okay, seen this. Cool. So I feel like a lot of this podcast is going to be like us figuring out actually what's happening because I've seen it so many times and I'm still unsure. Very unsure. That's a, that's an understatement. Like I'm rewatching currently with my mom and we just watched, we just started season three yesterday. Um, and there's like, they'll ask me questions and I'll be like, honestly. I, I, I truly you. think season three is where you lose it. The thread? Oh, I've, bar- I've yeah. already lost it. Because there's an episode with Samantha in season two, and I'm like, I don't know what oh, happens right. in that episode. So when we get there, yeah. I really want to try to figure okay. it out. We'll dissect. Okay. Yeah. So what's next? So then they go to check the hospital, and Billy Miles's feet are very dirty. Hmm. And I just want to take a moment <laughs> that the nurse says, oh, no, that's not my aisle in the produce section. I, I know. That I did notice that. That is a line in this episode. I, I uh, E. Yikes. Yep. I just want to make note of that, that that's that's very a very cringy nineteen ninety two moment. Very, very, very cringy. Yep. But um Jillian really had to get into that actor's feet. She was really in there. Like invest she was like putting her fingers between his toes. And then this is when she gets so excited and she's like, That's crazy. Like is like Yeah freaking out about it. That he was like in the forest and she's like, How could that happen? And she's so excited. 
I um, love that part. And then they go back into the forest, right? And yes. the cop, do you want to talk about it more? I'm sorry. No, I'm just, oh, I love her so much. I know. She's so cute. It's crazy. And then, She's so cute. So they go back into the forest, and the cop hits Scully in the face with his gun. I know. And I thought that was really unnecessary. Oof. I know. I wish that sound effect was put in. Oof. Um, but then they find Billy Miles there with Teresa Nemmons and then when the lights start happening that's when Billy Miles' father is like Billy no and I'm like what do you fucking mean Billy no you knew this was happening I know the whole thing was that you were covering it up so what do you yeah no now that there are now that he has an audience yeah he doesn't want him to do it yeah I guess so then um, the whole light shit happens. And of course, Scully doesn't see it because that's mm. something that repeats throughout the show is that like big She just sees the light, but distance. she's too far away. And she's mm-hmm. just like, huh, I wonder what that is. And yeah. Like, doesn't decide to run to it. And then Billy's okay. Oh, Billy's and the alive. marks are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Teresa Nemmons is alive. Billy Miles is suddenly not in a, what is it called? Uh, something coma where he's like awake and he has brain function, but like he oh, can't act on it. Called. And then he's fine, and then him and his dad hug, and I'm supposed to care, but I don't because I don't fuck care. his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh. 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 And then, and then, when Mulder like runs back, and they finally meet Scully, and they're like out of breath, and she's oh like, "Oh my god, what happened?" And she's like, "There was a light," and they just gaze at each other, and I'm like, "Fucking heavily kiss breathing." Yeah. I'm like, like just kiss. Yeah. Like, it was. I know. So, I'm like, what are you guys doing? I was oh like, that could have been cut. Like, a lot. Like, we did not need to hear them, like, They just, like, heaved at each other and, like, stayed and, like, held eye contact. And and I was sitting on the couch, like, I feel like I should look away. Like, I don't know. I feel like they need some Yeah. Like, it's one of those moments where it's, like, where you're, like, staring at someone and and you're both thinking, like, I don't know, like, are you going to kiss me? And, like, you're, like, I don't know. Are they going to, like, should I? But, like, no one does anything. And so they're just, like... Okay, I'll see you at work on Monday. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happens. But they're in the forest and they're happened. wet and like I don't. Oh wow, that she... would have been the moment. That would have uh, been the moment. I imagine if they did kiss in that moment, what a different show we would have gotten. But that would have been so incredible. Like oh. it's in the height of like, look at what just happened, and now we just start fucking. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And then it goes to they're interviewing or they're is it hypnosis or are they just interviewing? I think it's hypnosis. I thought it was hip- hypnosis. I yeah, with Billy yeah. Miles. Mulder's in the room and Scully's standing out there with all the bad men. Mm. And I think that was wild because you never see her with the bad men. And so that's like the one and only time that she's on the other side of the glass with him. And then they look at each other really interestingly before they walk away. It's very interesting. It's it's like interesting because they were just looking at each other with so much like love and excitement in the forest. And then it's almost like hostile a bit. Yeah. And so I was curious about that. My theory is that they filmed that early in the sequence of filming. I yeah, probably. Um but that could not be true. It could it could have been a choice. That's interesting. I wonder why. I know. I, it, I don't know. It would make sense if they filmed it earlier. Because but, they probably filmed the interior things first, but I, I mean, I have no reason to know that. It could have also been very much so for Mulder, like a return to sides. Mm. Um, That's interesting. You know, because... Yeah, because now it's like, we just went through this thing together, but now that we're back... Oh, I mean, I could be it. It's like, they went through this the thing together. So the when, moment. In yeah. the heat of the moment, they're very together and unified, but then 
once they're back in the FBI, it's like, oh, you're, you're against me. Like, I, yeah. I have to remember that they hired you mm. to debunk it. That yeah. would be my thought, my off the cuff. Yeah. And then they go and she gives her report to the three men. Mm-hmm. And they're like, can you substantiate anything? And she's like, no. <laughs> and they're, no, heart. <laughs> she's like, let me tell you. So we started like going for this run. And like, it was, I thought it was so weird that he like showed up at my door at like, 10 o'clock at night like how weird right he's like he has this little piece of hair that falls in front of his forehead and like oh my god it just drove me crazy the whole time <laughs> and like did you know about his sister he was so vulnerable like, something <laughs> happened i don't know like some bright light i don't know it kind of got... like dr scully um she's like sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry i promise this podcast isn't us role play <laughs> <laughs> sorry what do you want to know about Oh, my report. Yeah, it's all in there. No, I can't substantiate anything. So then after that meeting, she walks down the hall um, and she walks past Smoky Man and it's like, she's like, okay. She's like, (laughs) (laughs) she's like, ew, as if. (laughs) Golly's internal voice is a 20 year old girl who lives in LA. It is. How can it not be? (laughs) As if. Ew. Ew. (laughs) Ew, you're smoking Morley's? Ew. Ew. Smoking kills and gives you wrinkles. The next scene is her in We're bed. We're not done. Oh, shit, right. No, is her in bed. And that scene, there's a man laying behind her. I know. And like know. in that scene, but because they cut, that's like, I already Can mentioned we ignore that. Right? Yeah. yeah. But it was just wild for me to think about that you're watching and you wouldn't know that unless you'd seen like the him. deleted scenes and that there's physically somebody else in the scene with her and you just don't know. Like, that's so creepy. He calls her in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Saucy. What does he tell her? I don't even remember. Um, uh, he t- tells her something and then she says, yeah, I'll do it. And he's like, okay, I'll see you on Monday. She's like, yeah, I'll see you on Monday. And she's like, hmm. Anywhere, anyway, where's my vibrator? <laughs> she reaches, she crawls under her bed because apparently, apparently that's where she keeps it. Yeah. On. Apparently it's just on. on all the time under her bed. But then the last shot is smoking man hiding the implant along with a bunch of other implants, implying that this is a case that they've covered up many times before and will continue to cover up. And thus concludes the pilot of the X-Files. Wow. We did it. That was like, wow, I can't believe the X-Files is so much better when we commentate over it. I think so. Who knows if anyone, this is going to be really long. That's okay. We can do whatever we want. I can do whatever I want. Anyone who hasn't watched Dead to Me, <laughs> watch Dead to Me. Watch Dead to Me. PSA, you got to watch Dead Any to Me. Any woman, please watch Dead to Me. So we were contemplating having at the end of every episode a Jillian Anderson corner yeah. because she's the reason we're here, mm-hmm. right? And in today's Jillian Anderson Quarter, um, the behind the scenes of season three of Sex Ed were released today. Oh, God. And so we've been collectively freaking out over that today. Yeah. If you, Her hair is so long. Her hair is like so long. Through, I feel like we've been through war with her. You Truly. Know, like, and we've, we've, we've made it out. Yeah. Like, we got through it with Dude, her. I saw know? a picture from season two of Sex Ed. And like her hair did not move at all. At all. It's very stiff. Anyway, it's moving it's now. It's moving now. Oh, God. Anyways, that's that, that's my input for Jillian Anderson Corner today. My input for say. Jillian Anderson Corner is, I don't know. Can I say anything I want? Yeah, whatever you want. We make the rules um, here. 
Isn't that fun? It's so fun. <laughs> that we can just do whatever we want. Yeah. <laughs> I wish life was like this all the time. It can okay, be. Okay, true. Life. No, it can be. Life is a <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Absolutely not. We are not singing Rascal Flats. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Rascal Flats Corner? No? This isn't. No. <laughs> that does not exist. <laughs> No, this is Jillian Anderson's corner. Yeah. I'm also thinking if our goal is to have her on our podcast, I should probably filter myself. Censor what we say, maybe. But I'm just going to say this anyways. I think about <laughs> I think about her saying Clyde the Wonder Dog on a daily basis when Jon Stewart asked what her husband's name was and she made him guess um, mm. for some reason. And he was like, I don't know. And so he just says Clyde the Wonder Dog. And she little bops her nose and she's like, you got it. It's Clyde the Wonder Dog. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And she's like, yep. Why haven't you asked me about my dog? And he's like, um, how, how is your dog? She's like, I don't have a dog. No, That's but it. we've talked about this before. Is that like Jillian Anderson is the most skilled at rerouting questions. She does not want to answer in interviews. Like that is mastery mastery level it's literally an art that i think should be studied like the way that she will change the subject so smoothly very happy like smiling and it's like not awkward and you don't even realize what happened but suddenly the subject has changed and i think that's something we should all strive to achieve anyway that i think about that on a daily basis emily's secret talent is that she can quote any and every jillian anderson interview and like (sighs) like to a t tone and all like truly everything the bloopers of the x-files nearly, too. she nearly. is she's a vault um yeah it's my ocd truly all right well thank you so much for listening yeah we're gonna record i was gonna say next week but i don't know how we're gonna schedule out when we air these but we might drop like three at once mm. and then do mm-hmm. like one a week i don't know we'll figure that out yeah. at a later date so if you're listening to this the second one is probably already up and we're gonna do episode two enjoy our tangents I think also too, if you want to like continue one of our tangents or emphasize one of our tangents, like do that. Go yes, for it. Please. Like, we love discussion. We would love to hear. Well, I would truly love to hear any thoughts that you had throughout listening to this. Mm-hmm. So comment, post, share with your friends. And um, I don't know. Stan Jeline Anderson for Clear Skin. And thank you for listening to The Sex Files. Until next time. Yep. <laughs> we did. You ready to stop? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay.